cutting-edge guests, awesome, uncensored, jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kind of have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. If you are looking for groundbreaking nutritional products which revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting-edge, American-made, all-natural wellness brand. Root the Trinity Pack from GetRootNow.com is a game-changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantumceutical, an all-natural adaptogenic nootropic which skyrockets your clarity and creativity. Professional athletes have reported over a 40% increase in their performance in only 90 days. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health, optimizes your true brain, helping you tap into quantum consciousness, also known as the God Mind, all together with Clean Slate, which gently wipes out harmful heavy metals from your body, gently evacuating toxins, including graphene oxide. Trinity Pack from Root Altogether helps you increase your performance, longevity, deep sleep, and have a far greater quality of life. Register now at GetRootNow.com to grab your Trinity Pack. Then hit subscribe and save to get $15 back every month. Trinity Pack has also received the gold standard, a worldwide BSCG approval, allowing those in the military to first responders to the NFL, PGA, NBA, FIFA World Cup soccer, and more. Feel assured it is indeed all natural and drug-free. Trinity Pack even comes with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. So when you grab your Trinity at GetRootNow.com, you can feel good knowing it's endorsed by Tier 1 Special Operations Warriors, to lightworkers, benevolent healthcare heroes, professional athletes, and Olympians detoxing their systems and unleashing their greatest self from across the globe. You can also get rewarded for being part of the Root community. See you there! Welcome back to the Sovereign Soul Show, all of you divine lions and lionesses, since we do, and you already know, we stand for love, levity, liberty, and we got the Bling Buddha laughing right over there, firing red pills from his nine mil with the Punisher tattoo over his left breast, symbolizing save the children. I'm your host, Brad Wozniak, back for the second time, and the very first on Starseed Children for a monthly series is Sherry Divan, fellow Reiki master, big time entrepreneur from the sense that she's about the kids and has some incredible learning centers that she has set up, moved states as well with her husband and her kids. And um, the last time we talked, and almost a year ago, you're getting ready to release the book, Sherry. Now you've released the book. For people who don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work with kids, and then also with parents who have migrated to you to say, you know, I'm having this issue with my child. And then you're able to talk to the higher self of the child and bring some real great significance and maybe even some um, some starseed stuff coming in. Hence the name of the show, right? Starseed Children. Yeah, everybody believes in ufology, cosmology, astrology here, past lives, future lives. It's good. We're in great company. Great company. Wow, what a great introduction. Thank you for having <laughs> me back. It, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to now? So we got Aramis at Creative Learning Center. We that we went through that in the last show, but you know, now we're like three times the size. So yeah, why don't we start there and and let the show flow? Yeah, next- well, I'll give a brief background for, for those that don't know me. So I did, well, I'm a registered veterinary technician over 20 years. Mm-hmm. I migrated over natural and holistic healing for animals. Um, my background is an only child and trauma growing up kind of repelled me from people. So I avoided people at all costs. The joke is when you go into veterinary medicine, you got to deal with people just as much. So it was like, you know, it didn't really work out, you know, hiding from people and being a hermit. Um, But I really learned a lot through the animals. Through that journey, I learned animal communication um, and Reiki, energy healing, all these different modalities that really were at the forefront of my thoughts for animals to help them heal. To give them a voice to advocate for them because I worked in the ICU and I worked at the zoo. So I worked in a lot of settings where the animals were in really bad shape and a lot of times in the ICU, not at the zoo. Um, And they, you know, I wanted something more for their healing uh, instead of just the medicine and the traditional stuff. I was like, there has to be more. 
Um, and I learned a lot through that journey. Then having my own children kind of opened up my heart and I started being more flexible and open to, you know, why are people so nasty? Why am I repelled by people so much? Why did I think they were so mean? Why did I not trust people? And my children helped me open that part of me and open the questions up. And that really shifted the trajectory of my entire life and how I looked at life in general and people and what's their journey. And, you know, maybe they had traumas like me and there's a reason for their behavior or their resistance, things like that. Um, so the animal communication business that I navigated into as a result of being an, a veterinary technician transitioned from there into, um, I was tired of hearing animals tell me that the reason that they were suffering um, through illnesses or anxiety was because they were reflecting their owners um, or their family members. We don't want to say owners. And it was the their family members that really were in deep need of healing. And I would say that to people all the time. Well, your dog is like this because he's he's trying to get you to work on this area of healing that you need. Um, and people were resistant at first. And then a lot of people, real, they, they then they became open to it and they said, you're right. So then I started doing Reiki on the adults, the non-furry family members. Um, and it was very well received. And I and because of that, I, I met so many amazing people. And I started to meet the kind, compassionate, humble, genuine people that valued what I could do, how I could help them. And I'm like, wow, where did all where have the, all these people been this yeah. my entire life? And I saw a new side of humanity. And then I wanted to work with people more. And I started to do psychic readings and develop more of those gifts call. And I started communicating more with extraterrestrial beings. This is the part of the interview that I usually lose a good majority of people. But at this point, you know, it's uh, yeah, I hear it's good. Um, but early on when I went out, you know, that's where I, they were like, oh, I'm going to stop listening to her. Um, but it was the soul family that was coming through. It wasn't just for fun. They, they weren't just visiting like, hey, hi. They were saying, hey, I'm connected to this person. You know, the, I'm their Arcturian family. I'm their Pleiadian family. I'm their Andromedan family, et cetera. And this is, this is, these are the things they're working on. This is how they're contributing to the collective. Through all of that, I started working with parents because I did hypnobirthing for a while because I wanted to, to teach and guide women on having a non-traumatic birth because all three of mine, in my opinion, were a traumatic. And I, and again, I thought there's got to be a better way. So through that, I started getting more parents and, and um, women uh, birthing their children. And then I started working with their children. So everything I've done is kind of gradually shifted in one direction for a specific reason. But when I, when I started working with children, I really felt like I met the, I was like, this is the jackpot. Like I really genuinely love and to this day still work with children. And I noticed that I was attracting in the beginning, um, a lot of children that were labeled. So labeled autistic spectrum, dyslexic, ADHD, those sorts of things. And um, they started to tell me on their higher, their higher self would tell me, you know, why they were that way. And it's in their gifts and they're not, um, limitations, but in our reality, they are perceived as not normal. And so there's something, therefore there's something wrong with them. They need to be medicated. They need to be separated. And I learned a lot from those children, um, about, about that whole agenda, uh, which we'll talk about more later. And so through that, then I started get, getting more psychic children and parents saying, I don't know what to do with my child. They're very psychic. They're talking about past lives. They're talking about education and, and animals and the earth and um, reincarnation and portals and shadow beings. Um, and and they didn't know what to do. And, and so they saw me on an interview talking about it. And then I attracted more. And next thing you know, I'm working with children all over the world. And through the pandemic period, um, with the fall, uh, I call it the fall of education, the, the structure of education, uh, because that was all came to the limelight in that um, period of growth for humanity. I started to see more and more what was what, what how we are failing our children and the indoctrination they go through. So that gradually shifted into me um, spearheading a movement of alternative education for children yes. that really came through my daughter. Uh, Aramis, and it, we call that it, we call Aramis Creative Learning Center our, our our alternative education platform that has been a virtual option, like virtual learning through Zoom. Our mentors uh, teach a variety of subjects that are metaphysical, esoteric, but also mindfulness and 
you know, navigating through emotions and understanding energy and the spiritual side of you and the light body and Reiki and energy and all of these things that they're not taught in school that I believe are fundamental. And the children have been telling me for years that this is what's missing and this is where we're going. And we need someone like yourself to help put this out there. So then, then I started offering these and we started a nonprofit called the Aramis Collective. So now I am, I just finished, I finished my third book last year, which was huge because it was a completely different trajectory or theme from my first two books. They were much more like mellow and non-controversial. I'm also not the type of person that likes controversy. I, I'm not the debating type. I don't like trouble. I, I'm very new. I try to remain very neutral um, in my stance because I'm very, I am a professional and I try to keep a certain level of integrity. So I don't really dabble in politics. I have my opinions about all of those things, but I really don't speak out about it. What I speak out about is spirituality, children, education, um, mindfulness, empowerment, those types of things from an in, inner internal reflection standpoint, uh, as opposed to like what's wrong with the world. Um, although I have much to say about that. So when the third book, I started writing my third book, it was a compilation of all of these sessions that I've had with people over the last decade, adults, people who are on their deathbed in, in, in hospice, uh, pregnant women with their children that haven't even come through yet, you know, all of these and children, of course, all over the world. I mean, in every country you can imagine I've spoken to, even with translators. And I compiled such a library of information. My brain was going to explode. You know, it felt that way. Like, I know I'm gifted with this to help intimate families on an intimate level, one-on-one, -on -one, but there has to be a bigger reason for me to know all of this, all this information. So I started to put together a book on 3D interference, the stars, star seeds and the new earth children, why they're here. What are all the things that, that the dark players, we could talk about this specifically more later, but what are the dark players doing to suppress us and all, and I go through hundreds of pages of examples of what they're doing to suppress us, to you know, trap us here in this 3D uh, realm and then where I see us going in the future. And it was, it's edgy and it's out there and it is somewhat controversial and out of my comfort zone, but I felt like I was finally mature enough in my journey and ready for it. And so I released that last year and now I'm writing the, the second part of it um, called Courage to Change the Freedom Movement, which is an expansion on that and how to heal and how to break through the matrix. And so it's even more exciting to me. So I have... I have my hat, my hand in a lot of different hats, and it's a lot. It's a lot of really great things going on. So, um, hopefully, that that made sense. Huge, yeah, it totally does. And I mean, it's like a Dolores Cannon of our time, but you know, you're unique in your own way, so many different ways as well, and what you're bringing forward in your gifts, you know. And it's been what I also appreciate because I will do the mainstream freedom movement shows, and then I will have you know, cosmology, you know, Brad Olson and I have had a couple of shows together, you know, over the last two years, right? You're speaking at conferences with Brad and a couple of other people and bringing the, the Reiki and past life stuff and past life regressions and journey of souls and life between lives. This is now coalescing where you have, whether it's Australians and folks in the UK who are out there with their own shows and their own platforms, who are saying, yes, it's, the dark ones are off-planet archons that have been coming in here and trying to make sure this dark to light battle, that's what they have from enslavement. And they obviously want to just eradicate the children unless, unfortunately, you know, they, they do what they need to do for them. And I believe that that higher level understanding and that open-mindedness for people allows you to bring into more of awareness and also tap into your own conscious recollection. Maybe it's just from a cellular level not just from a, not from a mental yet, but being open-minded to receive that there's more information that this body mind doesn't really know, but our soul, the sound of unlimited love, sound of uniform love, creator does, right? We can reach in, out into the quantum and bring it in. This is an aspect of it as well, a huge aspect of it. So I don't want to have the show based on dark ones, dark versus light and all those kind of uh, mantras, which have been out there for a little while. I think it's served for sure. But now it's more or less of here are the amazing things with these kids that are brought in. That was one of the reasons I was attracted to your story when you were saying, hey, you know, I'm talking to a child who might be labeled as on the spectrum. But now we know from their soul, they trained on like 100 years, whatever it was, 
you know, on Venus as a seventh dimensional being to come here and be a child at this point in time to help anchor energy and give us life, life lessons, which are very important to the ascension of all of sentient life on Earth. And like, okay, we need to talk. Love that. Here's some of the stuff that happened to me as a kid, and then we had our first show. So um, you take it from here. Where, where is it that out of your book, and we'll go to the website here in a little bit, and everybody who's watching the broadcast, listening to the podcast, as usual, Sherry's links, guest links are right below the description. And if you're watching this on Rumble, definitely give it a like, give it a share for sure and a follow. But if you're watching on mobile on Rumble, it will give you an ad. So you have to wait until they remove the ad, and then you can get to Sherry's links in Armist Creative Learning Center and check out the book. So where we go for now... What are some of the cool things that uh, the children you're seeing now or have seen? Some of the cool stories on your mind. Then we can chat about what the Dark Ones wanted to do and then what we can all do as humanity to help the kids and help us, you know, prosper, reach peace, love and abundance, literally in a beautiful Star Trek life, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's so many amazing things happening. The conversation that we've had in the past and the conversations that I had on interviews even three years ago, four years ago, are completely different than now. And I've seen such a huge shift. And some of the things that the children are doing, you know, the, the reason a lot of these children are coming in, they are, I want to be clear, they are already ascended beings that volunteer to descend and come into this third dimensional reality with a third density of consciousness or less um, yeah. of, of this entrapped ma entrapment, this matrix that we're in that's very limited and very fear-based and a lot of 3D interference to keep us that way. So we have had a lot of star seeds in the past, like Dolores Cannon sp has spoken about, um, that came in and, and were unsuccessful. Why were they unsuccessful? One, because humanity wasn't awakened enough to accept their what they were what they had to say, because there's so much uh, so much 3D interference, but also the the religious component that really kept people's minds closed off to the possibility of something else outside of them. Selves, or that the fact that they have the power um, innately. So there was a lot of resistance. So a lot of the star seeds in the past were became very introverted. Maybe turned to substance abuse, suicide, uh, and many other things. Yeah. So around um, around. So what we're re re I'll rewind for a second. Dolores Cannon refers to uh, the third wave of volunteers, and now there's even the fourth wave and beyond that I work with. She referred to the children as coming in as a high frequency band wave of energy, wavelength of energy that would, would change everything. So what she meant by that and what she was seeing is what I'm seeing now in the children that I work with are that they are these ascended beings. They are volunteering to come in because they've already ascended to some degree. What does ascended mean and for, and for, and how high, like that's ambiguous. Uh, but really, they've ascended enough that they can truly come in and make a difference. They can help us. They're not going to get trapped in the 3D like many people before us have as a result of all of those things. So they, some of them have trained for hundreds of years to be a human being because some of them have never been human before. Some of them have been so far away from Earth um, for for many, many thousands of years that they have to reacclimate themselves because they haven't been here in a long time. So there's a lot of reasons why these children are coming in. Well, these souls are coming in as children and struggling yeah. a little bit in the, initially because this is very foreign to them. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that I've been given the term toxic shock syndrome. And uh, most women know what that means, but a lot of men are not going to know what that means. But that is uh, something that women have when they use, sorry to be graphic right now, but um, when women use tampons, there is something that they can get is called toxic shock syndrome because of the chemicals in it. And you can literally get, you can literally die. It shocks the system with toxins. And I would, I have been told that that exact metaphor for the children coming in, it's like they have toxic shock syndrome when they come into this planet. So that is where the labels come from. They, they're out of sorts. They're, they don't fit in. They don't necessarily want to play with other children. They don't understand their method of play or our communication. They don't want to use our words. They know that they have um, darker meaning and spells behind them. They're even spell casts 
performed when you say certain words or phrases. They know that. They know that the schools have indoctrination energy and a lot of negative affirmation and control programs. So they don't want to go to the schools. So they're coming in here and they're like, what is this food? What is this air we breathe? Everything is different. I don't like it. I'm not, and they're not really meant to fit in. They're meant to break down the system because when you come in with your light in a body, because we could easily have a bunch of ascended beings in light form around us, which we've had for since the beginning that always are here to support us. But when you come in in a body as an ascended being, it's extra impactful because then your physical body is now anchoring that light on the planet. So it's more more powerful than just the light being around. If that makes sense, you can affect the ley lines. You can do grid work. You can dismantle the um, electromagnetic frequencies, the voice of God technology, all of these things. They can actually distort it, disrupt it, break it down. So then more light comes into the planet. So as a result of all, like probably the last 15 years of them really coming in like in large waves and groups of, 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 of different energies, uh, the labels are breaking down. We're, we're seeing that more and more parents are, are resisting and saying, I don't, I don't accept that anymore. I want to know more information. They're seeking more, more information, researching it more, looking for alternative explanations as to what's going on. And they're not buying into something is wrong with my child. There's right. a physical uh, disruption or a physical limitation. What's the actual reason? Then they hear someone like me and it awakens, it ignites something inside of them. And they're like, yes, I, that's what I think too. I'm glad someone else is saying it. And now it's, it's spreading like wildfire. And as a result of that, the, they're wanting more and better for their children and, and the education. There's a spotlight on the education system right now. More people are taking their children out of school than ever before. I mean, there is a huge, huge reduction in the in public school enrollments. I'm seeing it in in my county now and where I where I came from in Maryland and, and also in Florida and people are seeing it all over the world. I went from 30, roughly 30% of my clients three years ago with uh with their children um homeschooled. I'm at right now and I have I mean I don't even know how many clients I have probably close to a thousand I would say 70% or greater are now homeschooled. So wow. awesome. that is a huge shift. So the, the ch people, parents are waking up. They're taking their children out of school. They're demanding something better. They're looking for alternatives. They're creating their own. Uh, they're, they're creating their own alternatives, which is even better. Uh, they're advocating for their children. They're not medicating them anymore. This is huge. Like this is very profound. So this is what I'm seeing um, among many other things, but those are the most Im impactful. The education system is collapsing and parents are now advocating for their children in a completely more, a, a completely different way, more holistic, more natural, and more forward thinking, more transformative, more towards our evolutionary path. So right. they're breaking through and they're making a difference already. And it's just grows and grows every single day, more and more. Love it. Absolutely love it. You know, from a um, a resident standpoint, I recall when I was, you know, brought up with the family mantra, mom and dad, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, meet a nice girl, settle down, have kids. And it's kind of like you check off those points that right. um, this is the checklist of life and you get that good corporate job and then you stay and then you retire and then you're done. And that when I found out about Montessori, and I think it was in my first year university, still doing army, right? And um, and I'm like, this thing sounds amazing. Can I start over again? And what you've evolved from that aspect now, Dharma's Creative Learning Center, is something that parents can tap into. You know, um, I I was privy to witness firsthand loved ones during lockdown with children of their own, both in Canada and the United States, going, well, they can't go to school, and I'm not allowed to go to work because I refuse to wear a mask and get the bioweapon and now they're at home what do i do now i have to homeschool and figure out the the compensation not income level right and um from that standpoint you know there's what was wonderful is there was stuff online but that was even being suppressed on how people could find ways unless they were involved in a light workers type community and then connect to ways that they could offer their children some schooling while they're literally spent a year, year and a half in some areas, North America and other first first world countries um, in freaking lockdown, in jail, in their home, right? Without seeing their friends and depriving that social community. And I really appreciate what 
you and your other members of RMS Creative Learning Center were put together because, you know, for me, if I look back at it, I had to go through Reiki, have Reiki experience, then get up to uh, masters. And I always wanted to work with horses. So I went out on my own and I took horsemanship clinics in Arizona and Colorado and Vancouver Island and British Columbia, and then leveraged Reiki with that and volunteered because I just don't like people laugh when I say I'm like, I'm pretty much an introvert. People who really know me, and there's not a lot of people I allow in there. They know that, you know, they're like, well, what about the guy that was in university? Who's like, couldn't wait to go out. You know, like, yeah, um, it makes sense now knowing what I've been through and where we are. From RMS Creative Learning Center, you have animal communication, tapping into their feelings. You have, I mean, it's the culmination of everything that I think would be the most wonderful learning center for children. And also to me, what's really key is the parents are involved, the mother and father in the learning and the creative process and watching this unfolding of a child, because it's not just something they come home and they're like, what's two plus two, it equals four. Okay, let's do long division. No, this is something that actually taps into the art of your heart, as well as allowing you to express your best self forward and having that conscious awareness that something that the child may say, like, wow, that's pretty profound. I think we might have another little Einstein here. Let's go get Junior a, a keyboard and start playing at the piano for the next little bit. Anyway, um, I'm extrapolating, um, just going for it. Because to me, yeah, this is literally, this is probably how we we're all meant to learn as far as I'm concerned, looking at it from a cellular level. And um, and having that free expression without the indoctrination, like you say, without the system that's designed to suck your soul, time, energy, and money, you know, for the population and allow the greatest expression of love to come forth. And when you're in love and relaxation, that's creativity. That's how I wrote my films and I came up with my TV shows and everything. Because you're like, chillax, tapping into the quantum going, what am I here for? Well, that's a great idea. Let's go do this. Let's go tap in and network to people. So um, let's, let's talk a little bit about what they learn in Aramis Creative Learning Center, chat about the dark ones, how this is the antithesis to that um, and the higher conscious vibration. And I hope that you're going to be opening them up worldwide. I'm kind of doing this as a leading question too, because uh, mm -hmm. I know it's also online. There's also ways people and the families can come together in person and literally meet. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll start it with a funny joke. My daughter, uh, Aram, Aramis, uh, she said about four months ago, I think it was, she came home and she's like, mom, I thought of something. I said, what? She goes, what school stands for? I said, what is school? Because I don't use the word school. Oh, we use yeah. center and alternative words. I said, what is it? What does it stand for? I was curious. And she goes, well, it's six cruel hours of our life. And I'm like, wow, that's brilliant. And I wrote it down and I started, I started telling people about it. She's like, it's so true, mom. Like it, it's so cruel that they do that. Like it's a punishment. And yeah. it's so, it's so bright of these children, not just my own that recognize this. Like it truly is indoctrination and, and it's it, it, just so yeah. many levels. So I call the, we're allowed to say all the words here on this channel, right? Okay. So only, I call, YouTube and Spotify right? won't even take us. <laughs> Okay, so Illuminati, Cabal, all of the words, uh, I call I call a collection of all of those words, I call it the dark players, just to simplify it. So in my book, I refer to the dark players as the, as all of that and more. Even the power structure that people don't even realize that is not even not even on this planet. Um, it goes way beyond what people think. And and so the dark players really they know that children are dynamic they know they just like we have time travel and the ability to see into the future so do they so have they so they knew and have known that there was going to be a pivotal period where the star beings were going to start coming through and helping shift the trajectory and break down the matrix all, all of these things that we talked about not just me so what they did is they started to to do follow through on certain agendas so one of which is the schooling which is ironically or not so ironically is an anagram for louche, which is how they feed off of our energy. So they put children in these in these schools 
um, to loosh off of them. They're looshing farms, but also to indoctrinate and program them. So there's no accident that children start in kindergarten at five, six years old, because that is the pivotal marking point in which a child goes from its multidimensional aspect of itself that's very open, dynamic, sees through all the dimensions, um, very psychic, all of these gifts that they have. But as they anchor more into their human aspect of themselves to have a human experience around the age of five, is when that other aspect starts to shut down as a result of 3D interference and all the other things I talk about, it's happening faster. The toxins mm -hmm. in the food, the vaccines, all of those. I'm not used to being able to say these words. Um, so all of these things yeah, suppress, yeah, all of these words uh, are, are designed to suppress them even before so that they never even reach that point. But yeah. let's say that there's a life spark left in them by the time they go into kindergarten at that right. pivotal point of five, six years old, that's when they can hook them in because they know that's the period in which they start to shut down that multidimensional aspect of themselves and they can be indoctrinated. They're vulnerable to that because that's when they're really trying to learn their, the, the, their environment and to, to fit in to figure out their sense of self, their sense of self-worth and who they are and what they're about. So they put them in school so that they can control that. So we have teachers unbeknownst to them. I mean, I really have a lot of respect for teachers because majority of them go in for the right reasons. They want to help. They want to teach children. They love children, but they don't realize that they go through indoctrination themselves through their own schooling. But then when right. they go to, to uh, master level uh, teaching certifications, they don't realize that they're indoctrinated and taught a certain way to teach. So they go in it with good intentions, but they don't realize that they're already programmed. So yeah. now these children are placed into these school settings for six to eight hours a day with fluorescent lighting, with the teacher lecturing them, making them sit still for way longer than they need indoors, cut out from the outside. The fluorescent lighting is really bad uh, for our auric field and it disrupts the flow and so many things that they Eats do. Your yeah. Yeah. And the um, Voice of God technology is is targeted on the schools at university level, negative affirmations constantly. So they're yeah. bombarded with noise that some of them can discern as, as, as words. And they'll come home and say to their mom, I kept hearing these, like these thoughts in my head. They're thinking it's their own. You know, nobody loves me. I'm not good enough, et cetera, et cetera. And the others who can't discern it in words, they just feel buzzing. They feel noise and it makes them, gives them a headache, makes them not feel well. So there's there's a lot of that going on. So then the educational component is the indoctrination. They will teach what they want the children to teach it or what they want the children to learn, what they want them to recite, memorize. It's all about repetition, memorize tests, repetition. So they can get them in the cycle of becoming more of the sheep mentality. Follow the person in front of you, listen to your elders, speak when spoken to. And they diminish and suppress the imagination, the right brain. Uh, part aspect of, of the self. So that's why they really don't get to do sports as much or PE or or the fun stuff like art or things like that because they want it, they need them to be in the left brain mentality as mo much as possible. So cognitive me memorization, math, study, 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 not fun. Uh, and so that's what our children go through year after year after, and they slowly lose their life essence. They slowly lose that creative part of themselves so that then, like you said, they can be good girls and boys and go into university and learn and be more indoctrinated more, go into the workforce, eight, you know, work eight hours a day, 40 plus hours a week. Then they go home and they pay their bills and they eat their dinner and they go to sleep and they do it all again with a little bit of fun on the weekend. That is promoted by parties, drugs, alcohol, like unwind, but do it this way or sit in front of the TV and be more indoctrinated by shows on Netflix and CNN and all of these things. So it's like we're bombarded with all the negative stuff on the time off that we should be outside. We should be reading. We should be doing inner work, healing, all of that. But we're not taught that. So we don't think in that way. Um, so that's kind of an overview of how they they uh, hijack our children from birth all the way throughout their youth. And they just slowly diminish their life as they go. It's interesting. We're having this conversation today. I was just spent, you know, two days um, on a course with a guy from British Columbia. So he went off and did his master's in economics at University of British Columbia. Then he went over to Malawi, South Africa for about in Africa, excuse me, for about uh, four years on a project. And now he's a professional photographer. And one of the things we're this is literally to that point. We brought up a certain way. And I'm like, how did you be, 
go get into photography when you were all about master's economics, going to do this, going to work with this, you know, monetary NGO fund and help the water, you know, get water in Africa, all those things, those projects that they need our help. We need to come over. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing here because it was two days we were hanging out together. Um, he's like, Brad, I just didn't enjoy it. And it was not what I felt I was meant to do. And I have so much more fun just figuring out photography and going down the process to, you know, continue to build my resume as a photographer because I love the creative aspect of it. And then we were talking about other places that expats are going to, you know, from Canada, US, Australia, UK to like South America right now, um, because there's an expression in certain South American cultures, like you hear in Costa Rica, it's Pura Vida, you know, pure life. Just, hey, Pura Vida is literally broken down to be, be in touch with nature, be in touch with yourself and do no harm and enjoy life. And whatever that is that pleases you. How simple is that, right? And getting out of that system. Now, I'm not saying also South America is 100%, you know, Armist Armist Parade Learning Centers need to be everywhere, as far as I'm concerned. So that our first show, love it. Um, and we've all been through this. So what I also see, people like to use the word deprogramming. I don't believe about deprogramming. I take the Yoda aspect of it. You must unlearn what you have learned, right? Or at the very least, you're open-minded to bringing you more. So I, I find as adults, we can gain so much as the children at least even tap in and touch into some of your offerings. And then you mm -hmm. see what they express in the home and they begin to talk about, you know, I have loved ones now who their children are, maybe if two years ago we talked about, could be cool, pull a tarot card, could be cool, you know, check out a star, where do you think you came from? And then now they know that you actually are talking to me without judgment. And I'm just going to go with what resonates for me and blurt out an answer. And whether it's right or wrong, at least you're having a conversation. And for adults, we learn so much through kids. And the most thing, the thing I love the most about is a child in their truest form is ultimate love and joy. Ultimate love and joy. Just big beam and smiles. I don't have any kids in this lifetime as of yet. May not, but I just love being around kids with the ultimate expression of love and joy, whether especially when around horses or whales and dolphins. Um, we've talked about the dark ones. Your book, the third one that just came out is on the Armist Creative Learning Center site. What are some of the things you've heard from parents or working with you and the mentors in um, at your center? Well, how they feel about what we're offering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, huh? And the, and the changes that we've seen in the children. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, I, I call our nonprofit the Aramis Collective because I feel like it's it's a collective. We're, we're create, we are creating a community of like-minded people who are looking for change. So the classes are in alignment with that. And then we also offer... Um, classes for parents to take so that they are learning along with their children, you know, because they need to know these things as well. So we offer mirrored classes where some are for children, some are for adults. And then we offer family style classes where we're like the whole family can sit in there. You, you, you mentioned Aramis Creative Learning Center being uh, worldwide. So that that is our focus. And that is our my intention. When I started this, it was never meant to be a virtual. It was never meant to be a virtual platform. Am I cutting out? You're good. You're absolutely good. Okay. Yeah. Am I cutting out? It just, there seems to be a delay. I just want to make sure. sure. Um, so it was never meant to be a virtual platform. I didn't want, nobody, nobody wanted more Zoom. You know what I mean? Like nobody wanted that. That, <laughs> that was never the intention. My intention right. was to open the first center in Maryland where I live, because that's where I lived yeah. at the time. And then the next one was going to be in Florida. And then we have a list of like the top five places that we want to create um, the the centers, but eventually we want there to be an Aramis Creative Learning Center in every state, as in a, as many cities as possible, and also international. Uh, so yeah. our my intention and how I'm manifesting this is that they will be everywhere at some point, and not because I want to be a Starbucks or a McDonald's and I want to take over, but I believe wholeheartedly in what we're creating and the goodness of this, 
uh, that it's meet it's necessary. But I also um, work with a lot of families to create their own. Don't wait for me because I don't know when it's coming to uh, Texas. I don't know when it's going to be in New York, but I know what we, I know we need change right now. So I think I'm also there to motivate parents to say, okay, I want better for my children. How can I, can, how can I do this? So a yeah. lot of the change that I'm seeing with the parents is taking the fear out of it and saying, I'm embracing it, this journey. Like I want to do this for my child. I'm pulling them out and I'm, and I'm, they're looking for pods. They're creating their own communities there. I said, take my classes. I don't believe in competition. Take my ideas and then do it yourself or find someone locally that can teach those specific subjects like crystals or Reiki or whatever and create your own. So I feel like that's why this is spreading so quickly in, in, in different ways, because everybody is trying to kind of do their own thing. And I think we do need that. But ultimately, um, we are. I moved to Florida to open the very first center in West Palm Beach vicinity. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we're here to open our first because we want to get land. We want horses. We want the animal component to be integrated into it in, in a large way, impactful way, and nature to be outside. So this is a good climate for that. But we also want to be near the ocean so we can include marine um, kind of studies as well. So this is the the, the place that we're going to open the first one. But after that, like, we want them everywhere and they should be everywhere. So the virtual component is simply to provide the opportunity for children anywhere to do it. So they could take these classes from Australia, from UK, Canada, anywhere in most time zones we're trying to accommodate um, as we grow, as we offer more classes and we have more mentors to teach. We we, we don't want to exclude people that are not going to be able to come to West Palm Beach. Well, that's not fair if you don't live here. So we'll, we'll, I think indefinitely we will offer virtual classes for those people that want their children to have this experience and parents to have the experience to take the classes that we are offering, that I offer, our mentors offer. Um, but through the books that we, I, we have nine children's books now called Divinely Guided Children. And I'm I, the purpose and my intention in creating those books was that children need something to read that is not is not indoctrinating them as well like learning about reiki and energy and healing and mindfulness and, and their own superpowers and all of these things that we've incorporated into the first nine books that we already have spirit animals all crystals all sorts of uh, amazing topics so those are out there for children to start reading to get the conversation going though the purpose is so that the children can be like, oh, I want to learn more. And then it starts a conversation with the family and the, and they have a beautiful book to reference. You know, we also have 18 divinely guided children cartoon animation episodes out that are doing the exact same thing. So children can watch and listen, which you and I connected because of that yeah. initially. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that parents yeah. are, this is well received. They're becoming little like they're coming activators and um they're really trying to be way showers for their children i think that's their contract as star seeds themselves to allow their children to come in and expand their mind and to open their hearts and then to advocate for them so that the next wave of children that are coming through um can take it from there i'm gonna, I'm gonna take it real beautiful i'm gonna go to the uh creative learning um and also the collective and since you just did the books will really matter collective and i love it perfect a holistic and alternative approach to learning children come first. not the government not some other dark agenda having a beautiful wonderful prosperous time with these star seeds quite quite amazing and and you even by the way for anybody who's listening to this podcast as we're on the webpage rmscreativelearning.com under the first bottom fold you can see in the RMS initiative, it discusses. So if you know anybody with children who have been labeled ADD, ADHD, have a read on this Asperger's and what is really going on as opposed to what the big pharmacia medicine diagnosis is in calling it a syndrome. It is not a syndrome. Anybody who's in the app, uh, left brain analytical now and awake they also even know uh, rfk jr and his great work at children's health defense you know have been bringing this forward that there are certain things purposely backing up exactly what sherry's been saying um in the air in the water in the food to literally detune kids and i find it fascinating too that it was five or six years old everywhere you go in any country in the world 
if there's a school education system, they want to take you into kindergarten right around that time. Unbelievable, right? Go to school, get good grades to get a good job. Imagine what what our lives are going to be like in a generation when the children go, I don't have to go to uh, six hours of cruel and unfortunate punishment, six cruel hours of our life school. And I don't have to worry about grades and study and then empty my brain. I don't remember anything from economics. And I went in for to do a honors economics program, in political science. And I had to do calculus. I couldn't even do calculus right now. It doesn't serve me, but it served them. And then from that standpoint, how abundant our world is going to be. We're going to have more like Star Trek being brought in with these incredible souls who come down here so that they can uplift humanity's consciousness. Um, what would, if people are interested, obviously we know go to the website. Um, is there a course you're thinking maybe offering on how people could just set it up in their own community? Or are you just saying, hey, take a look at me, model it. If you're up in Anchorage, Alaska right now, we don't yet have land for horses right there, but you want to just put, put together something in your community as a sovereign, or maybe down in New Zealand right now, what would be the best way? And I ask you that, Sherry, because most audiences I know you speak to, they're primarily might be North America, more US-based. This one is more or less international as a result of um, what I'm fortunate and blessed to have interviewing over 400, almost 50 people now in two years. That is a really great question. And I just want to say I have a huge following um, in Europe and Australia. Um, so this has reached even in, in Japan and Tokyo and Korea, I had no idea. So uh, <laughs> awesome. this is this is spreading. People are listening and I get emails from people from New Zealand, Australia, Canada, all over the world, all the time. How can I, I want this? Switzerland the other day, I was talking to a woman in Switzerland and Holland, I mean, everywhere. They yeah. are finding me because I think it's divine intervention. I think they are being guided or led to me somehow, whether it's they see me on an interview with you on your channel or somebody else on another channel, or they just come across my channel on YouTube. I still I still have my channel. I, I'm really careful about the words I use. So that's why I'm not used to saying how I what I want to say exactly. Um, but the point is that the messages are getting out there and more and more people are learning about this. And I get the question all the time. One Number one, when are you going to open an Aramis Center near me? And number two, what can I do in the meantime? And that's what I always try to emphasize to people. I have no idea when I'm going to get to you. So these are the things I recommend. And I, I don't have a course and I haven't actually thought of that's a great idea, but I just have so many things to do. I have limited time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm so busy. Um, so what I tell people is to follow my journey, our journey. It's not even my journey. And 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 model some of the things that I'm doing, not necessarily creating a company and doing a virtual component, because I recognize that's that's not serving your community. It's more of a global thing that I'm doing. Um, but what I do is I I try to coach people to one, release the fear and expectation. It's the scariest thing when you take your ch child out of public school or your children. It's very scary. It's like, well, what if? So you have all these 3D questions. How are they going to get into college? And how are they going to get a job? And, and all these things. And then they, I have to slow them down and say, those are 3D questions. So let's let's take ourselves out of 3D for a second and think about the overall picture. Why do you what's in the best interest of your child and how can they thrive? One is you take the whole curriculum out, out the window in the beginning and just some people refer to this as de-schooling. You take them out and just let them enjoy life, learn trades, let them go out in the garden with you. If you have that, if you have a garden or a garden in your community where you can go to learn about how to create your how to create, <laughs> how to grow your own food and how that works. You know, yeah. many children think the food comes from the grocery store. Well, how, where do the trucks bring the food from? Uh, learning about crystals, learning about uh, cooking, learning about taking care of your home and the, some of the financial stuff, not a lot. But in the, if you do all of that, they will learn the core subjects already. They'll learn the math. They'll learn the history. They'll learn all of these things through real life relatability. So I'm big on that. How can they learn? Like well, there has to be learning with a purpose. So they're yeah. learning math through cooking, they're like, through sewing, through this and that. Yeah. So that's number one, just releasing the fear and expectation and just saying, I want to put my child first and their best interest first and not worry about what their family thinks, because that's another big one. 
There's everyone in the family has going to have something to say about it. What are you doing? That's wrong. And so you have to be able to get yourself ready for that through self-reflection, your own healing. You have to be empowered and ready to stand up to that. I'm not a big fan of social media, but there is so many great resources on Facebook with Facebook groups. Now they're homeschool groups with 10 to 30, 40,000 people in them. And there are worldwide ones. There are ones that are focused on certain states, cities. I've done extensive research because so I know that they're all over the place. Get into a community of like-minded people. They have resources, they have connections, and you'll find your, your pod, your group of people that you either decide to join a pod or you just homeschool on your own or you bring in a, your own mentor. There's a lot of options. It's, you're not, it does not have to be one thing. And that's why I'm kind of reluctant to do a course because you really, depending on where you live, how old your children are, what your financial background is and your leniency and your abilities and so many factors, too numerous to explain, yeah. might shift your trajectory your trajectory a little bit. So mm -hmm. it's really not a one-size-fits-all approach. So you have to figure out what works best for you. But really finding like-minded people in your community where you could you know, take your children to meetups. Uh, a lot of them are free. And yeah. find other children that are not indoctrinated in the system and start there. And then more and more of those are opening up. There are thousands of, of them in every city. And you just don't know until you start looking for them. And you're like, where have you been all this time? And they're there, I promise you. So one thing I'll just say really quickly, the reason why um, Aramis Learning Centers are going to look different in every state and every part of the world is because I want it to be unique to the, to the culture of where it is. So in Alaska, you mentioned, we probably won't have horses there, <laughs> but we will cater the Alaskan Aramis Creative Learning Centers to the culture of Alaska, the climate, the research in there. It will be really catered to that demographic, where in Mexico, we might have something completely different. And wherever we are in the world, we want it to be open to those, those different factors so that it's not a one-size fits all approach for Aramis centers either. But I love that because imagine if you're a family and I think that families in the future are going to have the, the ability to travel without limitation because parents aren't going to be working that nine to five in a, in a job in, in one space. So you could travel. So imagine you travel to Greece and there's an Aramis learning center there and you can, their children can take some classes there and learn about culture in Greece. And then you travel over to Spain and now you and now there's an Aramis Center there. Or if you just think about it in the United States, you're in California, you want to go on a road trip for the next two years and, and explore the world or the, sorry, the country but you want your children to learn something additional. So you pop into an Aramis Center in Mexico. I'm sorry, in New Mexico, in Arizona and Texas. And you trap. Right. I want them all to be different, but with the same umbrella of the children come first, no indoctrination. And it's what what how what makes them thrive and what's going to teach them something impactful to help them grow and be empowered as individuals and as collective. Uh, so it, it's it's quite an endeavor. It's going to take a lot of help, and that's why I'm I am I have such a collaborative approach. Uh, again, I don't like competition, so I want people to parents involvement, teachers, anybody that's has this core mission in their heart that they want to make something better, to actually make change, to be a part of something bigger than themselves for the future generations, uh, then we all, there's a role for all of us to get involved in, in it. So there it's you amazing. go. So, um, every other week I'm on a Zoom with the Alliance of Indigenous Nations and they look seven generations forward, right? And, and it's not just one nation, it's something like a hundred plus nations around the world from, you know, Siberia in Mongolia, all the way down to the Maori in New Zealand. And then you've got the Pacific nations all the way over to North American. So beautiful as well, because it's for them, the pr principle is we need to make sure that we are stewards of this land and of our culture. So it carries seven generations forward. And this is basically the same principle, but from a standpoint then that allows everybody to, like you were pointing out, I think is so wonderful, Sherry. I wanted to go from LA and spend the next two years, we're just going to travel to different states and absorb and learn and experience and have these adventures where we can pop in. We can get these unique 
geolocation specific experiences at each learning center and then that's broadcast throughout the world you know how pivotal that would be for society and i find i find some of the most traveled people it's not about the iq it's about the eq right having that greater emotional quotient so much more higher and learned rather than the book learning iq and those who have traveled and been to dozens of countries and experienced other cultures, they have a much more worldly and ingrained and kids are going to use this word, chillax, chillax perspective on everything yeah. because they have already had, it's like instead of eating the same cereal all your life, you know, you've gone to your buffet. This just happens to be from an etheric standpoint, cosmological, you know, ufological, as well as quantum and then putting your hands and your feet in the ground and growing your own plants and maybe also being an artist. Everything to me is a form of art at any point in time. So, I mean, pigeonhole people. Yeah. Um, it's been, yeah, it's so lovely. And uh, I look forward to getting the most recent copies of the books and I'll certainly make, um, make an order on that too. Um, final words, just as we wrap up the show here and thank you to everybody who's uh, watching and listening and sharing, because I know we have such an amazing audience. They do. You're probably going to get a little bit more flooding coming in. Um, final words for everybody. Just looking in the next like three to six months out, you know, I know it's coming out of Left Park. doesn't have to be about Armist Creating Learning Center. I think the world likes to see the inspiration. This is very motivational, inspirational to me with what you Yeah, guys and well, good question. Again, I, I think that what a lot of what the children are coming in to do for us right now, especially with all this change, transition, the negativity being bombarded in our, in our environment, the unknowns, the insecurities, all of the things. I mean, people yeah. need to realize that there is a massive healing um, uh, opportunity right now. A lot of people are unraveling the layers of programming. Uh, they're, they're, they're going way within to discover their innate abilities, their blocks, their gifts, their wants, their needs, their children's, and what they want for the future. And so I don't see a lot of the negativity shifting too much in the next few months, if we're looking in three months, three to six months, because I think that there's still a lot of dark player uh, moves to be made, you know, like they're, they're not, they're going, they're going out guns blazing, you know, but I, uh, the best recommendation that I can get that I've learned from the children is that we go within and we step into our power. And the way we do that is not necessarily everyone going out and picketing and fighting and yelling and screaming. There's a way we could do that energetically because we are becoming more multidimensional. And the children have taught me so much over the last few years about how to tap into that and how to express that version of ourselves. And as the matrix starts to break down and as more light comes in and as we are able to increase in vibration and really tap into much greater than our physical sense and what our brain and our perception and our multidimensional aspect of ourself, our wisdom, our innate abilities and knowings, we can see through the illusion. And we realize that the fear-based programming and all of the uh, all of the scare tactics, all of the programming is breaking down. And as we see through the illusion, we look at things from a different perspective. So what I have been saying a lot recently is try to look at our reality from a place of neutrality. So instead of getting charged and triggered by the things that you hear or the things that aren't happening or the things you're frustrated about or the things that you want uh, that aren't necessarily manifesting right now in the time that you want uh, and getting upset about it or fighting or being triggered by it, try to try to stand back and look at it as an observer. Look at the world events as an observer look at yourself and what you're learning as an observer so you could become a neutral party because as we are in low vibrations in the 3d of fear anxiety worry stress we it's very hard for us to go from that standpoint to excitement and to manifest and to look forward with positive yeah. intention so yes. it's very hard to go from point a to point z so what we what we can do is we can go to a space of neutral and say okay if i was the architect of this reality um, I can see both sides and why why they're doing this and why I'm responding this way and why why the world looks this way and where we're going and how we get there. You look yeah. at everything from a neutral standpoint, you take the emotions out of it, and then you can think with clarity and a, and a clear mind. 
And then what you do is you say, okay, now that I'm neutral, what is it that I would like to see? What changes would I like to see? Don't worry about how you're going to do it. Don't write a list of the ABC of what I need to do. One, two, three. You just say, this is what I want. And then you work on projecting it. So you focus your energy and your intention on what you want or what you want it to feel like for the good good of all mankind and for everyone's highest good and the generations moving forward. And then you project that. Imagine if everyone on the planet at the same time projected love and what they wanted the world to look like for just one minute and didn't think about anything negative, wasn't worried about anything, wasn't stressed, wasn't watching anything on the on the programming TV and all of those things. And we just focused our attention on what the beauty of what's coming and what we have the potential to create as a collective when we take out hate and division. And the whole world would just, I mean, implode in such a beautiful way and the negativity would cease to exist. So, uh, you know, that's where the children are trying to teach us to not be so serious, not to get out of the loop of repetition and patterns, to break free of that, to laugh, to have fun, to laugh at yourself, to look at things differently, to not be so serious and to uh, focus your energy on the potential, the infinite potential of what can be and what is coming. And the more we focus our attention on that, the less we're focusing our attention on fueling the fire of the matrix. And then it breaks down for real, not just in theory. So that's that's kind of what I've been trying to coach people. I really, I, that's just, I love the quips and I leverage quips. People know about this. So looking at the reality of neutrality, that's definitely a quip for you. I think if you just came out with that great download, amazing. And, and that's just an easy way for people to remember things by and then go back to the that incredible life lesson and envisioning statement. You basically took everybody through and that is absolutely crucial for us to continue to prosper from a peace, love, and harmonious standpoint. Um, so we're at the top of the hour right now. I want to thank everybody for watching this broadcast, for listening to this podcast. So a couple of things that help get this message out, especially to a, if you're a parent or you, you know people that have kids that would like to hear something like this, you can hit the like button. That helps the algorithms. Share it around on social medias as well, that helps the algorithms. And all of Sherry's uh, websites are right below in the description. And we have some uh, elderly folks sometimes, that's why I articulate it this far and this slow and three times throughout a show. Sherry, you know, right below where you're watching this or you're listening to us, whether it's an Apple or Google or the Samsung or iHeartRadio description, right below, that is where you will find all links to her website because we always get comments on every show. Oh, where do I find this? <laughs> just to make it more accessible because uh, it's hard for us to even keep up in the comments because all the shows keep been coming out. So blessed for it. Thank you very much for what you do and your team and your lovely children and your husband and your teachers and those who are helping you manifest this incredible vision for the world. And uh, look forward to having you back on for updates here, you know, and keep up the Starseed Children shows. We do this monthly. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to all of you guys watching. Uh, I appreciate the continued support always, the love that we get. I, I'm so grateful, beyond grateful for all of that as well. So anytime you want me to come back, I'll be here. Um, and just the more we can work together, the more we can accomplish. Absolutely. Amen to that. All right, everybody. Bye-bye now. Hey, dear soul, if you know anybody who needs deep healing, has pain, hard time sleeping, stay tuned for these messages from Colonel Chuck. Sellers, the former deputy commander of Delta Force. It is powerful and literally may help change your life to revitalize energy, activate stem cells, and live younger, reverse aging. I'm telling you, I, Michelle will tell you because she watches me, okay? So... You know, you saw me, Brad, yeah. that time when my back was so bad. You remember we were you were here, yeah. and you said, "This is we got to do something." Yeah. Well, the, 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 my left, my Robin, my left knee is destroyed. I mean, it's it's uh, totally rebuilt, and then five operations. But you have to tell about your back, and, and my back, my back is a, is a uh, it's a disseminated idiopathic skeletal hyperostosis dish disease.
which is a degenerative back disease that's genetically passed down. But what it leads to is total calcification of the spine. And so jumping out of airplanes just made it come quicker. Yeah, I didn't know that I had it until (laughs) until 2002, after I'd been in the army for 24 years and um, jumping and all of the parachute jumping and the opening shock and everything. So when I was what, 48 when I got out, something like that. And one application of the patch later, we went to a rodeo on Saturday, our first day. Literally, we went to a rodeo on Saturday. <laughs> and it was maybe six to seven hours. And he wasn't slumped over, and he could okay. handle it. No pain. It was, like, it pretty was, incredible. That was the first day. That was your first day wearing them. That was the first day. One. Wow. That was it's, the first day we're, the, we're only doing... Are you wearing X39 too, or just Ice Wave? No, just no, Ice Wave just, right now. The way we did it, I just have, I've only done the We're Ice Wave. Yes. All I have used so far is the Ice Wave, the two patch thing. And um, I, I'm doing it, uh, I find, just over three days now, I find that where I need it, I did try it on the behind the neck. The, the first day but was here. What really would, where it helps is to put it right on where it really hurts is in my lower back across the pelvis. And I put it on the spine there and then down on my lower left leg. Down the top of the foot so, the first day. So it goes through the bad knee. That's it now. But I, since I put these things on, th- that's how I feel. I mean, I'm walking straight. I'm not limping. Hey, you divine lions and lionesses, you amazing sovereign souls. Look at this. Powerful, affordable X39 patches help regenerate your stem cells. These were developed for Navy SEALs. Burns up to 500 calories, acts like a wearable med bed on your body. So you get to wear your natural wellness daily. Order X39 now at catchthelifewave.com. There's Monday to Friday phone support, so you can go there. There's Zooms, and there's a 100% 90-day money-back guarantee at catchthelifewave.com. The X39, there is nothing else like it. Help activate stem cells, reverse aging, and rejuvenate your life at catchthelifewave.com. Thanks for joining us on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Please like, follow, subscribe, share this with nine friends and family. And of course, if you enjoy our blinged Buddha firing red pills from his nine mil, let us know.